Season 4, Episode 3 of Deacon and the Doctor. We talk about retail theft and how it is causing the closing of a lot of retail stores. We talk about a lot of workers on strike. Maybe we're not going to be able to get cars in, in another six months and we're not going to be able to you watch any shows. You ain't coming no time soon. Right? So uh, we also talk a little bit about what happens when you're starting to fall asleep and then you jerk wide awake so we're going to give you the medical reasoning behind all of that on deacon and the doctor check us out welcome to the deacon and the doctor i'm deacon bill and i'm dr Rhonda. and this is a podcast where we are going to talk about real events like we're sitting at the kitchen table at home we are sitting at the kitchen table folks so pull up a chair and come and join us and welcome to the deacon and the doctor. Hello, Deacon Bill. Hey, Dr. Rhonda. That's so fake. That is so showbiz. All right, showbiz. What's <laughs> up? What you want to talk about today? So we saw um, the local CVS. Well, I guess the local CVS to the church, but it's the one that I go to most often. Mm-hmm. Just closed down. And I'm yes. like... CVS is doing great business. Why is it closing down? I talked to the manager. You know what she told me? What did she tell you? Retail theft. Like, she said, you know, they can't keep merchandise on the shelves. So I have noticed in some other areas where they have, like, things are in cabinets now. You know, you have to request something out of said cabinet. It's just not on the shelf like you would, that like it would be. Like it was at the CVS, it just closed. So, um, so she told me that since COVID, people just come in and steal. Sixty percent increase in like lost revenue. Yes. From theft, and yeah, she said like we're not stopping anybody. Yeah. And you know that's the policy of most major retail, and that's a good policy, right? So Don't stop anybody from. You see them stealing. steal it. You know they stole it. You just say one bottle of. Lotion, gone. Yeah, because it's not worth your safety. Just write it off. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because you don't know if that person's armed. Right, right. right. So, but in most cases, I'm sure, I I would think that people aren't armed. They probably just in It's not the most cases we worry about. Right, right. It's the one one or two cases that get you caught up. So, I I was looking at an article. um, The chief security officer with Lowe's was addressing this. And Lowe's... It's still dealing with it, but a much lower rate than a lot of these other retailers. And mm-hmm. so what you pointed out is is one area to look at. Um, but what they said is you need your employees to be better trained and also better compensated. Because a lot of retail theft so also train. comes from oh, you, insider. Inside people. Right. Hey, come on over here. We got a new stock of such and such. Right. Um, so, you know, what they talked about is better compensated, better trained employees have more attachment to the business. Mm-hmm. You know, feel, you know, like the, and then what they'll do is engage customers more. So customers who are maybe like, on the, on fence, the fence about they you've engaged me and so now I feel like you're watching. And I, I do, yeah. I do. Um, you know, you you when you go into stores and people are like, hey, hi, hello, welcome to such and such. 
you do feel a different sense. Like, okay, they welcome me. I don't want to betray. I'm not going to be like, oh, okay. You know, I'm gonna, right, not that I'm right. going anywhere to steal anything. But, right. you know, like, you do, it's, it feels different. And Like, nobody here cares. Right. Like, I don't care either. They, they don't even care enough to say hey to me when I come in. So right. I'm going to take take them for the... Or what we've seen, too, at some places where, like, we've gone in, got what we're going to buy. We go to the cash register. We still haven't seen anybody. And, and yeah. then, like a minute later, somebody comes running out from the back, probably asleep, you know, or whatever, you know. And so, yeah. like, I certainly wouldn't think twice there the way I might if somebody was nice to me and helping me out, and you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one that was brought up, um, like I think with with the wall, like, like these drugstores, Walgreens, Rite Aid, those, those kind of places, CVS, what they plan to start doing now is instead of putting those like you said the cases out on the shelves Uh they're actually going to have it like behind the counters so you actually identify to the person what What you you want to buy Mm -hmm. pay for it so they're gonna put the whole store behind the counter because you can't so what i what i what i have seen like i said they have them where uh, the theft deterrent is you put like yeah. Closing shelves. Right. But they're clear. Yeah. And you put on there like need help, ring the bell. Yep. So I mean same principle, right? Yeah. I got I gotta have a key to let you get what you wanna get. But does that does that then say, huh, you know what? I'm not going to CVS to buy my crest. I'm just gonna buy it off of Amazon. Right. Speaking of which, Amazon has a United States versus Amazon a case on um, against them for like I don't know what you, what you call unfair it. labor practices. I think not, it was not unfair labor. This is not for unfair labor practice. This is for fixing price price fixing oh. that influences other in the competition. Right. So right. Okay, you you Walmart and you got it for nine ninety nine. I'm gonna put it on Amazon for eight dollars. Yeah. To undercut you. So, we'll see how that comes out. But, I, I, I don't know. I think we're all dependent on the Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know why. I, I, I am a fan of Amazon. I know. As much as I, I feel like, ah, I shouldn't be, but. Well, yeah. some employees that aren't feeling the love from their employers are the United Auto Workers. Yes. And they have been on strike now for a couple of weeks, and it is not looking like it's going any better. In fact, guess who joined the picket line today? So as of today's who? recording, the president... Oh, President Biden joins United Auto Worker picket line. Yes. Yeah, so hmm. pretty historic that you have the president but you know what he, he did sides. say that he was pro-union he's when, always said that he's and, pro-union and he, he said that and he's been upfront about that so he was in michigan on the picket line eh? yeah um joining eighteen thousand, and now i'm sure more than that but but uh initially it was eighteen thousand employees uh who went on strike uh, you know different parts of the country yeah but i'm sure like you said michigan being the yeah the highest one there this is the other thing that i learned didn't know this before the strike, but I was looking and said, you know, employees from Ford, GM, and my assumption was Chevrolet, mm-hmm. not Chevy any longer, Stellantis. Yeah, got yeah, bought out. <laughs> Never yeah. heard of that. Yeah, I'm like, 
<laughs> what is it? I'm assuming that they bought out Chevy at some point. G- uh, General Motors. Well, no, GM, Ford, GM, and Stellantis were the three that were mentioned. Oh, okay. So. I don't know. Don't we know some people that work for Stellantis used to be Chevy? I, maybe we do. I don't know. If we do, I, I have no idea what company they were working for. But So I, I'm kind of torn on this one, right? The workers are striking. They want a 46% raise, pay raise. So Gen- and- General Motors, just excuse me. Yeah. General Motors is, um, Chevy is a Chevy Motors division of General Motors Company. So that is Chevy. Chevy so what's Stellantis? I don't know. Let's find out. I'll find out. Tell, talk anyway, to me about what you... So what the workers want, uh, they want a 46% raise and they want their work week cut from 40 hours to 32 hours. Which I'm like, yeah, I get paid like one and a half times what I'm making now. And get my work. And I work less hours. Like, great if you can get it. Well, I think that's what what the workers have were saying and are saying is that a lot of times the industry drives them to have to work 12-hour shifts and things of that nature. So they're just looking for a 40-hour work week versus... Well, if you, you know, get your 40, 40 hours in four days. 40, 40, yeah. hours, 40 yeah. hour work week versus being forced into working in overtime situations that you might not want to work sure. in. But because the industry is dictating, you know, then you you have to. Um, so. And what the, the uh, companies are offering is basically a 20% pay raise, but maintaining a 40 hour work week. And. The other thing that the car companies are claiming is all of this transition over to electric vehicles is driving their costs way up. And so they need to account for that. Okay, so Stellantis brands are Chrysler, Jeep, those people, Dodge. Alpha oh, Dodge Alpha and Chrysler. Mar- yeah, yeah, Alpha yeah. Romeo, Maserati, Peugeot, all them things like that. Got it. So... Them them expensive companies. You know, I don't know. Them expensive companies bought out Chrysler, <laughs> Dodge, Jeep. Um, but so, like, as far as striking and them striking, like, don't you think it, it's reasonable for them to want to have, like, a fixed work week? Right. It's, I didn't read it as a fixed work week. I read it as they wanted their hours reduced from 40 to 32, which... That's a tough thing to sell. And I always wonder, you know I mean? too, like if people to, ask for this things is the other that thing. they know aren't Right, you know it's not right? realistic, right? So, just case in point, I work a 37.5 hour week. Okay. Right? So, 37.5 hours, like, nobody's like, oh, you only work 37.5 hours. You don't work, work a 40-hour work week, right? Right. But most teachers work that much. But what you don't hear and what you don't, see is what teachers take home right yeah so i might be in the building i might be in the building for 37.5 but what am i doing on my quote-unquote off time right right? you're grading i'm I'm in a salaried position but it's yeah they track my time by the hours they they took okay you work 7.5 hours not like i'm punching in anywhere 
So nobody ever really is like, oh, you know. You're developing lesson plans and you're but thinking the same, about. The same way an administrator is on a 40-hour work week. So how does that work out, right? But Secretaries they, are on a 40-hour work week. But they're not grading papers at home no. and things like that. Well, I mean, they, they might be these days because there ain't no teachers in the building. Well. But that's, that's just, you know. And, and then the other thing that I heard was like talking about the way things are in other countries where there's a work-life balance. Yeah. Right. We have no work-life balance because what is it? Oh, I, I'm working. I'm working. I'm working. Like nobody cares about you working if you're dead, you know, the day you retire from all that stress and everything right. else that was caused by work. Which I think is very true of our generation. I don't think it's true of... The younger generation now coming into the workforce will quit a job in a hot minute. If they oh, don't no. have a good work right. balance. Oh, no, yes. this is not working for me. I'll see y'all later. That's right. why we in the teaching community are having a difficult time keeping people. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of um, like career changes of people that are, you know, shifting from one thing coming into teaching. But the 20-something-year-olds coming right into teaching... I don't see a lot of young people that have majored in, like, you know, what I don't have a good sample, but I don't see a lot of people in buildings that are like, oh, yeah, I just graduated college and I came to teach. Right. Not in the buildings that I'm in. So It's tough because they can make a lot more money taking that degree elsewhere. Right. right. Or they opt not to get the degree. And I was talking to a colleague and he his thing was, you know, I wouldn't encourage anyone to come directly into education. I would encourage them to major in something else and then do like a take supplemental courses to come into the education career field. Because when you put all of your eggs in the education basket, if education doesn't work for you, you have to spend your talents to something else. Yeah. Versus say, I okay, I'm a major in biology. I can go. And work in the lab. If that lab work doesn't pan out, which a lot we have a lot of biology majors in our sure. because everybody's gonna be a doctor. But <laughs> let me tell you, everybody can't make it into medical school. Right. So it becomes a okay, what am I going to do now? And I'm not 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 knocking anybody that's that's the route that they're on, but you know, I mean heck, I'm a career changer, so you know. Sure. I I appreciate the fact that you got to be in a certain place for teaching. Yeah. So, I got As somebody who doesn't educate anyone, I firmly appreciate and understand the difficulties that it brings. Um, so, another group of employees that have been out of work for a little while on strike are the uh, that Screen Actors, the Writers screen, Guild. The Writers Guild is maybe coming to a... And they're coming, looks like... A, Agreement. So Sunday the they had actors. a little breakthrough. Yes. Uh, and they think that now that they've, they've stopped picketing, they're waiting until the contracts get signed. So they're waiting for, you know, mm-hmm. the paperwork to follow, right? Right. But it does look like, you know, maybe we'll get some shows and all well, that. Well, we won't back. get the shows if the actors and actors, the actors they don't to, get back to they work. They have to do that thing too, right? But I know a lot of the writers were complaining that they were being phased out. They were being, they weren't receiving the residual revenues that they were supposed to get, and studios were starting to use artificial intelligence to write 
and create art and all of this and taking you know work that should have been given to yeah. them right well i mean the actors are in the same boat right then wasn't that whatever that latest indiana jones movie they used uh ai for him to make him younger right same situation i could use anybody to fill in if some actor starts acting silly oh well i'm gonna get bill to stand in and you're gonna i'm gonna re do you and you're jason statham now <laughs> i don't know if they can do that but yes they did make AI, for look, they younger. can do they can do anything they want to do with this, right. this technology don't sleep on it bill <laughs> bill well, scott we'll see if the entertainers are going to come back to entertain anytime soon well hopefully they'll be back because i need some shows to binge <laughs> so i read this article i finally learned what'd you learn you know how i don't know i know you don't do this i'm the only one in our family but um maybe others out there have this where like, right before I'm about to fall asleep each night, like, I, like, jump awake. Yes. You know? That's a thing. Like, I thought it was just me. And you I was You thought crazy. it was just you? But it's not just me. I'm not crazy. Who else it's jumps, a thing. jumps in your sleep? What's it called? They say it's, like, about 7% to whatever the population does this, right? Um, so, yeah, they call them these uh, hypnic jerks. Uh, and the official term myoclonus and it's sleep myoclonus and it's Uh kind of like the same thing that happens to you when you sneeze or you hiccup like it's this like involuntary action and so what percentage of the people does it affect what i read it's about seven percent seventy percent yes yours is a lot higher (laughs) (laughs) um, so what i read is this as your body starts like, you know, you start to enter sleep mode, whatever, uh, your nervous system starts to slow down. Mm-hmm. Your body confuses that feeling with the feeling of falling. Yes. And so as everything starts to slow down, it's like your body as a reaction jerks back uh-huh. awake to make sure you're okay. Make sure, hey, like, so that's you know what, what's going on. So I, I do that sometimes when I'm sleeping. You know, you get that falling sensation. Sometimes oh, like if you're in a dream or something. In a dream. That's probably the same thing. I wonder if it's the same thing. I did read, I was, you know, back when I was studying dreams, that <laughs> uh, you never, you never impact. So if you dream that you're falling, you'll always wake, wake up, up before um, you impact. Yes. I don't know what happens if you impact, but. <laughs> but it said like nobody ever actually impacts in their dreams so how do they anyway, know nobody ever impacts in their dreams i don't know the other thing that it said though is that like doing this could be linked to you know exercise and you know you i exercise. do exercise so much mm-hmm. <laughs> i read that i was like no that might not be me <laughs> <laughs> wait what is it what's the exercise link that um, if you exercise close to like um, your bedtime, uh-huh. that you can that, that could you be can a, cause that. a cause of this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, y'all don't exercise close to your bedtime. Don't want to have any. What you call them, Bill? Hypnic jerks. That's not what they're called. The scientific term. Come on. Myoclonus. 
Myoclonus. That's right. Uh, so I also read uh, the healthiest and the least healthiest state. So we're talking about exercise. Okay. Right. California, number one. Uh, this has to do with not just physical exercise, but also uh, social happiness. Okay, so what's number one? Number one, not even a state. It's a commonwealth, Massachusetts. Massachusetts is number one number on the list? One. Wow, I wouldn't think that. I thought I would have thought it would be a sunny state like California. Yeah, I didn't think Massachusetts either. I was surprised. Um, not even Florida. I know things are going on in Florida, but you know. Number 50 is close to Florida, state that you have lived in. There are states, every state around Florida I've lived in. Right. So which Except one do you think? Alabama. So Mississippi or Mississippi. Georgia? Which one? Yeah, Mississippi was number 50 on the list. Yeah. Um, uh, so you're not happy if you live in Mississippi? Is that what you're saying? It's the least healthiest. Oh, least healthiest. Yeah. So what do they use to ca- calculate this this health factor? So you they, said they factored in physical, uh, okay. social well-being, uh, the sense of community that you have, uh, sense of purpose, and financial well-being. And okay, so that's what, they put finances in there. Yeah, it has to do with your health. Well, I guess money does cause stress if you stress. don't have yeah. if you don't have money, if you do have money. Yeah, if you do have money, you got stress. If you don't have money, yeah. you got stress. All the way around, <laughs> there's some stresses around money. Uh, it did say across the fifty states that overall our physical health in the United States is increasing. Okay. So that's a positive, uh, and this is in the last couple of years. So this is coming out of COVID. Um, but it also said that our financial well-being across the 50 states has decreased. Mm. So. My financial well-being is doing all right, I think. Yeah. Well, I'm getting ready to get sad. What, how did Maryland fear? Uh, I, don't, I only saw the 1 in 50. It didn't have all the in-betweens. It didn't have the in-betweens? No. I'm going to need you to read something that has one through 50. Well, if it talks about the 50 states and you only get two states, you don't really know. Is it? I could have made that up. I gave you Massachusetts one and Mississippi. I could make that up because, hey, I'm from Massachusetts. I want Massachusetts to stand out in something. I'm going to write me some fake news, put put Massachusetts on top, put Mississippi on the bottom because Mississippi is generally put on the bottom. So like. You could be that could be fake news. I I do think that the uh, organization that did this is based out of Boston, so there could be something to that. Yeah. What's the name of this thing again? The healthiest. Healthiest states. Healthiest states. Yes. And the other thing is, this was a a Reader's Digest article, but it also included clearly like here's another one that says healthiest states index of the U.S. for 2023. And Massachusetts is on the top. Hawaii, Colorado, Vermont, Utah, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Connecticut, California, Rhode Island, and New Jersey. Hawaii. That's where you would be happiest. You got the sun. Not with a fire going on around you. You got the sun. Yeah. Hawaii is awesome. If you got money. Well, how expensive it is. You, you, said, on, we you, said, you said on your little thing, wealth. They got wealth. Well-being, all that other stuff. Like and they so, got a high cost of living. It, well, I mean, you don't have... When you have good weather, you don't have to have a house. 
<laughs> Not important. Um, so also in this article from Reader's Digest, it this is the one that I was like, hmm, I don't know about this one. But researchers have determined that there are four physical traits that they associate um, we with did people this one with, last time. We did this as a conversation. I don't think we did this on the air. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is a conversation. Well, see, maybe you should stop having these conversations with me and then you're trying to... Okay, so what we, is it? We like the topic, so we said we would include it in the show. Oh, I don't remember you saying that. All right, but... so of the four traits, you definitely have one. I definitely have one. And at times, we've had at least one other. I believe we said this on the show last show. So, so sorry if, if we're repeating because Bill can't remember. No, we did not. So. Uh, so the first one is long legs. That's the one that Dr. Rhonda has, long legs. So okay. that is a sign that you are very intelligent. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm only a quarter intelligence. No, if you have long legs. Okay, really that's one. Yeah. What else? What else uh, we have? This one neither of us have, left-handed. Or as I like to say, wrong-handed. You're either right-handed or you're wrong-handed. Next one. One of my sisters has that. We have had, maybe not today, but we have, uh, our body mass index, BMI, under 20. Yeah. When you were at NAPS, you definitely had that. You were probably in BMI of 10. (laughs) I remember you running around that that gone. I know. I was cutting weight for wrestling. Woo! That was just... Not good. I know. And the last one is the one I have, which is a have? big head. Yeah. Both bigger. figuratively and literally, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, what they did is um, they took folks who had scored like above average on IQ tests, and then they looked at the physical traits of those folks, and they found these four traits to... They hungry... <laughs> they got long legs they use a left hand and they have big heads yes that's what you just told me about you got it so i think you saw uh this weekend the uh, cinderella story for the university of colorado uh took a little bit of a uh a hiccup well you we you knew it was gonna happen knew like, it was gonna happen you knew they weren't gonna keep on winning and oregon was like we're gonna make sure y'all yeah. don't keep on winning but one of the stories that came out of this was comments that the Oregon coach had made in their pregame speech mm-hmm. and basically said, the guys in the other locker room are all about clicks. We're going to be all about wins. Right. And that comment has, you know, been polarized in a, in a bunch of different ways. But um, what I, I did see, too, is then... Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, in the post-game discussion with the press, he came out and he basically said, that's fine. They got us today. You know, let's see what happens next time, right? And and he's already said on a number of occasions, look, I don't have the guys on the line of scrimmage right now that I need. Right. But that's coming. He's he's working his way up. Yeah, it's just his first year, right? Building. Right. I mean, and hey... He's already doing 1,000 times better than they did last season. Right. They won with one their game, one game one win. Right. So, you know, you three and one. So you're, you're doing something, but you're getting ready to get 
Well, we knew like Oregon was gonna probably put it to them. Yep. And, and we'll see got what USC what happened with USC they've coming up. They got Utah next. coming up. So, so tough. They got some tough teams that they're facing. Yep. And yeah, it shows where your holes are for sure. And and you, you you work on it. That's all you can do. So I mean, he I I don't if you had asked him, Hey, y'all gonna go undefeated this season? He his Dion probably his, <laughs> his ego might say yes, but hey, we're talking strictly looking at let's look at what you got. Yeah. I, you I, gotta be realistic at some point and say, you know what? No, we probably won't go no, we probably won't go all the way, you know, undefeated this season. But you know. But if but if anybody will get it done, it's a guy who has won at every level that he's competed at. Right, you know, and he's as a player, obviously unrivaled at his position. And Jackson State won you know? some, and then as a coach at things. at Jackson State was successful. So, yeah, if anyone's gonna make this work, it's gonna be, and and nobody knows the system better than Dion, who's come through it. Right, but you, I mean, you know. you're in a different. I think you're at a different stage when you're the athlete in the system versus the coach in the system, right? You got to be able to translate your coaching ability to those players now versus where, I mean, yes, two of the kids on the team are his children. Sure. But, like, you got to motivate in a different way when you're not in the pads with the folks. You're not on the ground running with the people. You got to do it a little bit differently. But I think he's demonstrating he can do that. But he's also showing like he's working the nil system as good or better than anybody right i mean Mm -hmm. colorado doesn't have the alumni backing that a lot of these other universities has but his guys are still getting nil deals right Right. um so who's giving those nil deals you know well i mean he's so well connected throughout that community hey uh not just the colorado community but through nike the football community yeah elsewhere so you can call on somebody and be like look i mean and he has celebrities at home games every week i mean the rock isn't coming like he's a miami grad he wasn't at miami's game he's at colorado's game right yeah you know uh He's got Michael Irvin. He's got the guys that are from ESPN. Oh, yeah. He had Michael Irvin in that Colorado U gear. Right. Rooting for him. You know. What in the world? Um, and and like I said, give him, give him a couple of years. And, and I think. Well, perhaps. You know. I don't know. Um, what's up with them Dolphins in that 70 to 20 score? 70. I mean, good googly boogly. How are things working out for Sean Payton in Denver? 0-3 and, and to lose like that. And they've their first two games, Denver had the lead at halftime yeah. and lost both. And then Miami, they just got blown out from, from the jump. But yeah, 70 to 20. I mean, for for this Russell was, Wilson, Sean Payton pairing, things are looking bad in Denver. Yeah. They but said for, if if they had scored three more points, that would have been the the record seventy three. Fifty year record tie. Yeah. And uh our local team here in Washington has the regular season record at seventy two, I think it is. So mm-hmm. uh and Miami had the ball in the red zone in the fourth quarter and took just took a took knee. Took a knee. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to just you know you know Well and I mean? people were talking about like, oh, they shouldn't run the score up. I'm like, this is professional sports. We not talking about running the scores up. Like 
this ain't little league. This ain't your kids. Well, I mean, I think when it's like fifty to twenty, they put they put their backups. But the problem is, you only have a fifty man roster. Right, you can't go. You can. There's only so deep that you that go you on your go, bench. Right, you can't. Their backup running back scored five touchdowns. You can't go to the practice squad, <laughs> right, <laughs> and be like, "Hey, practice squad, come on," right? Because they're not there. You yeah, know. yeah. I, I mean, I a guy who nobody has on fantasy rosters. Had 49 fantasy points in this game. Yeah. He's a special teams player normally, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's nothing else they could do. Yeah. So, so. Things still happen in the football arena. And uh, congrats to, to Tua Tagovailoa, who is now 3-0. and And really, when he's healthy, he's been as good as anybody. But Got to stay healthy. Got to stay healthy. So we'll see. Yep. Do you have a... a so I do. So the um, see how he knows what I'm saying, even yes. though I didn't say it. So I want to talk a little bit about the the gospel verse, where our Lord talks about how the last shall be first and the first shall be last. Yes, and that was a parable of the the vineyard, vineyard, the and, vineyard and, uh, and the he, workers. The yeah. workers come in, and the last workers got paid the same as the workers that worked all day. Right, and and this is also where we see the ministry of the thief on the cross, right? So our Lord is on the cross, uh, crucified, about to die. And the one thief next to him says, Lord, when you come into your kingdom, you know, please remember me. Yes. And Jesus looks at him and says, you know, you will be with me in uh, paradise, right? Mm-hmm. In heaven. So, you know, it's like, well, wait a second. This guy lived a life of theft and and murder and crime right how does he get to go to heaven yes that's not fair fair. that's one of them three f's that we talked about right so what we really need to focus on is we don't get to decide what's fair for god yes god in his infinite mercy like cuz we always want to say like our sins aren't a big deal it's those other people's sins. Right. So I should be able to go to we're heaven. We're all sinners. Right, but we are all sinners and we overlook that often. Yes. And so we don't need to tell God how to do his job, right? We need to focus on being Christian and living our testimony. Amen, Deacon. And that is all we have for this week. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Deacon and the Doctor. Remember, these are our thoughts, words, and uh, and sometimes when I have to reach over and touch Bill, actions. Just our views, not the views of the Catholic Church or any church within the Catholic Church. Not any opinions that are educationally relevant, except mine. No institution of higher learning or public institution of learning. But what we would love to learn is what you think about the show. So do check us out. We're on Facebook, Deacon and the Doctor, Instagram. Follow us. Please, and give us a like and a listen. Thank you.